Welcome back, friends. Lost Garf here, and it's time for the newest Kirby's Dreamcast. In this podcast, we're going to talk about everything that has to do with Kirby from the beginning to the present. And today, we're going to talk about Kirby's Right Back at you, episode 33. If you have any comments about this episode or any others, you can put them up on YouTube's version's uh, comments or send them at Kirby Dreamcast on Twitter. At the moment, there isn't any major news besides the fact that Dreamy Gear Kirby plushies are out in Japan on the arcades, and those are lucky people, and I am jealous. So today's episode is number 33, Junk Jam, or in Japan it was titled Eitsui uh, Uchu no Gomisutaba, or what? The Universe is Dumping Ground. The Japanese air date was May 25th, 2002, US air date February 1st, 2003. This was the 33rd episode in Japan, 34th in the US, uh, which is weird, but it's because of things they did. So the episode opens with Tiff, Tuff, and Kirby stargazing. Tiff thinks there must be lots of advanced civilizations out there in the universe. And Tuff thinks aliens would probably attack them, so they should stay home, while Tiff thinks it'd be great if aliens came to visit. The two argue over whether aliens would try to attack them or befriend them, while Kirby looks through the telescope and sees an alien's ship. Kirby flips out, but then uh, when Tiff checks, there's nothing there. Kirby then looks again, and he's very confused. So this is a weird conversation, considering the fact that Tiff has had a crush on an alien princess named Rona in episode 21, and Kirby's an alien too, guys. And so is Meta Knight. Meta Knight's also an alien. So it's really weird. They're like, I wonder what it would be like if aliens visited, and would they attack or be friendly? You've got multiple aliens on your ship. I mean, on your planet already. What's going on here? By the way, the Japanese version, Tiff and Tuff have a different argument. And she mentions technology, and Tuff figures that they must have a lot of garbage waste, since the more tech you have, the more garbage you have. But Tiff figures they must have figured out an answer for garbage if they're so advanced. So epic foreshadowing right there. Then we have the awesome opener, which is great as always. After the opener, we see the next morning and everyone finds a giant pile of trash in the center of town. It smells awful, of course, and while everyone talks, Kirby idles by, hopping up and down with Takori carrying him. It's super cute, apparently this is just the way they vibe together. And then Tiff thinks this must be King Dedede's fault, and right on cue, King Dedede shows up. He laughs about their troubles and denies his involvement. And he then grabs a tire from the trash garbage pile for some weird reason. And then he, it all falls on him. Escargoon calls it a trash avalanche and pulls King Dedede out of the pile to go wash him up. And as they leave, a tire falls from the garbage. Kirby, being the amazing genius he is, jumps into the tire and gets it upright, and he starts running around while in the tire. This little boy is just talented. So he just, just pictured the round boy in the center of the tire, and he's moving it, and he's rolling with it. So he's just riding the tire by moving it, and it just looks really cute. It's just a great idea. So Tuff and his crew see Kirby roll away, and they go join him to play with the tire while Tiff and Falala Fulalo check the garbage pile. Tiff wonders who dumped all this trash? If King Dedede isn't responsible, who else could it be? Chief Bookham and Mayor Lem then argue over who's responsible to investigate the garbage. While everyone's talking, we see Kirby and the kids rolling around in tires in the background. There's something I appreciate is, they could have just had them gone and that's it. But they put the time to animate these kids rolling around in the background, which I like a lot. What's funny is the, in the U.S. version, like the Japanese version, they argue about random stuff. But in the U.S. version, Chief Bookham and Mayor Lem try to just give each other the responsibility. Mayor Lem tries to just promote Chief Bookham to be the one who deals with it. Well, Bookham's like, no, well, I'm making you this in charge of it instead. So Mayor Lem then fires Chief Bookham from the position he just gave him. Now, cut to the castle, and the Waddle Dee army is doing an amazing job cleaning up King Dedede's tank, while King Dedede is enjoying a bubble bath. And it's just great, as always, to watch the Waddle Dee army do things. 
Time passes, and we see that the garbage pile is now at Chief Bookham's place because it's all evidence. But then Buttercup, his wife, brings up that they're having a big barbecue tonight, so they can't have the trash there. So then we cut to the garbage pile being over at Mayor Lem's place instead. And the flock doesn't really like it. Like, he owns all the sheep, right? Well, he owns a bunch of the sheep. And the flock's not enjoying it, so that gets pushed over to King Dedede's castle. Which, of course, annoys King Dedede. He's like, this isn't my trash. And according to Sir Ibram and Lady Like, the Cappies are refusing this refuse and declaring a rubbish revolution. Over the puns from four kids. King Dedede runs over angrily, and he gets his foot stuck in a tire, and then he falls right into the pile again, requiring yet another bath. King Dedede expresses annoyance at the garbage, and an amazing difference between the versions is that King Dedede notices that the garbage isn't separated between type. Who would expect him to notice that? So, in Japan, there are like, I think it's like eight or ten garbage cans to separate your garbage into different things. And it's just fun to have King Dedede go like, wait, these aren't separated. It's like, what? A little PSA for the kids, I guess, where they're like, the garbage isn't separated. That's not good. So the next day, there's even more garbage in Capitown, and we get the surprise reactions of Chef Kawasaki, Gus, and Professor Curio. Chief Bookham and Mayor Lem blame each other for not stopping this from happening. Professor Curio then runs into the garbage because he sees a good magnifying glass, and then others join in, with Tuggles saying that they're recycling. Chef Kawasaki finds a nice frying pan for flapjacks, and in the Japanese version, this scene goes even longer, with people commenting that they better not eat at his restaurant then if he's going to be using trash pan, which leads to Chef Kawasaki throwing the pan away and saying it was a joke while crying. So it's just funny seeing the US version just cuts that shorter, probably for time, but that there is a repercussion to him wanting to use a trash uh, pan to do things. Tiff doesn't see scavenging the trash piles as a viable solution, though. But Chief Bookham thinks they should cover it all and pretend they live in the mountains, while Mayor Lem thinks that they could use this as a tourist attraction. So it's trying to make lemonade out of lemons, but oof. Tiff becomes dejected by the fact that everyone's willing to adjust to the situation, and King Dedede thinks it's just hilarious, as always, while Kirby and some of the other kids are having fun rolling around in the tires. And Kirby can just adjust to everything, except maybe a famine. It's just interesting seeing Kirby adjust to this. Mayor Lim suggests that they toss it in the sea, but Tiff says no. That's just going to spread garbage to the sea and just be more pollution. Other ideas come up that maybe they should float it all away on balloons, throw it into a volcano, and of course mail, uh, Mailman Melman thinks they should mail all the trash away. Tiff then chastises everyone because they're just trying to dump their garbage on someone else. And that's not right because that's probably what happened here. She figures someone must have paid to dump the garbage here and she's going to try to catch whoever did that. Thing is, no one volunteers to help, so Tiff decides to just do it all on her own, as always. And again, in the background of the scene, we get to see Kirby and the kids playing with the tires still, and I just love that they just kept going to this detail that they didn't have to do. The Japanese version is, of course, a bit different. Everyone has different ideas, but something that got cut out is Falala and Fulalo call the adults idiots. <laughs> they prove like, wow, these adults are dumb. And Tiff then chastises everyone in that scene, too. But for her version in the Japanese version, she says she's heard about people paying to throw garbage in other towns, especially pretty towns, because they can't do anything about it. And so she's going to investigate. So then that night, Tiff packs up some snacks, and I'm going to name it all just because I can. She packs an orange fruit cup, strawberry cream wafers, which are basically Oreos, but it's like vanilla wafers with cre strawberry cream in them instead, strawberry milk, an egg salad sandwich, a BLT without the B, a flashlight, and binoculars. So this is enough for her to snack. 
Tuff says that he wants to go with her, but she doesn't want him with him because it's going to be dangerous. But he rushes after her saying he likes danger, which is just funny delivery to me. We then see them running in the night, and it's just a cool shot to see them running in the night like that. Just really cool. And then we see them in a tub staking out the garbage pile. Kirby then shows up and he eats all the snacks in one go. They basically go, what the heck, Kirby? And then he just falls asleep really cutely. And then Tuff then falls asleep too. And he and Tiff yawns and she just tries to fight the sleep, but then she falls asleep as well. Interestingly, in the Japanese version, Tuff asks to join and Tiff just says, okay, hurry up. We got to go. Kirby's waiting for us at, in, the, in the plaza. So this explains things a lot better because Kirby's just suddenly there. Well, this was like, she's already telling you, Kirby's going to be there. And of course, you could assume Kirby's going to be there, of course, because he's always with the crew. But this one just tells you better that that's what's going to be happening. So while they're sleeping, the ship shows up and starts dumping garbage nearby. The noise wakes them up and they end up surfing the trash wave that comes in. It's a harrowing situation and it's so ridiculous. And we see them just bouncing around in the tub. Kirby especially is bouncing around in the tub a lot. And then eventually, before they can have a horrible crash, the tub gets lassoed and slows down. And it's revealed that, of course, Midnight was there to save them, and he's got a whip. Interestingly, the Japanese version, before the garbage wave hits them, you can hear Midnight yell out Tiff's name from off-camera to wake her up to the danger. Like, that's interesting. Like, the US version cuts that out so you get surprised that Midnight's there, while in the Japanese version, you know he's already there with that shout-out. And both versions, they're good for what they do, but I do feel like it's better just have Midnight saying, like, look out kind of thing. Because it shows he is looking out for them. Like, of course he was there to Guardian Angel them with the lasso later in the scene. But just him already there shows that, like, he's been staking out the trash as well. I don't know. Like, either way, it's good. And I can't say which one's better. I think they're just both good. I guess with this, they just cut out another line they have to pay. But not, ha not having to have Midnight yell out Tiff's name. So Tiff asks where the polluters came from, and Midnight tells them that they're long-distance dumpers. Tiff takes a picture, and we then see the ship goes to King Didi's castle and dumps a bunch of garbage, which of course surprises the king. The next morning, the kingdom is also buried in garbage, including King Didi, and he's really mad about what's happening, and Capitan's residents are not happy either. Tiff then runs over and shows the pictures of the flying saucer to the rest of the residents, and she shows, yeah, here's proof. We've been getting dumped on by another planet. The Cappies don't think they stand a chance against alien invaders, though, and we see them imagining really mean aliens. Chief Bookham and Mayor Lem then start arguing some more about who's responsible, but eventually Chief Bookham ends up being on everyone's bad side since he should be arresting the aliens. And then we find out the truth, that Tiff is always right, because King Deity is yelling at Nightmare Enterprises that he doesn't want to do this garbage deal anymore. Yep, of course he's responsible. So Nightmare Enterprises says, okay, well then pay up then. But King DDD doesn't want to pay them his money, so they say, okay, we're going to keep on dumping then, and then they shut off the TV. King DDD then Bart Simpson's Oscar Goon. He's just choking him out in anger. And, bef and then he says they're going to have the Waddle D Army clean it all up. But of course they don't, because that would be great. For some reason, the Waddle D Army isn't used to clean up this big old mess, and I guess it's because they have nowhere to put it. So what King DDD decides to do is... Hack Nightmare Enterprises and get a fire monster to burn all the trash. Because this is a thing in Japan. Japan has incinerators. That's not really something we do in the US. At least certain states don't do it. My state doesn't do it. We actually just put all in a landfill, which I don't know what's the better answer. Of course, burning things probably isn't better either. We need a better way to deal with trash, I'm sure. But somehow he succeeds and summons Fire Lion. This is the Fire Lion from Kirby's Adventure. 
they were a sub-boss in that game. So in the game, it's just, it's a lion who does fire attacks. In this version, it's a lion completely covered in flames at all times, and it's all 3D. The lion jumps on King Dedede, so it's burning him, and then it breaks a hole in the castle as it leaves. Seriously, this happens every time he summons a fire monster. Remember Wolfroth? So King Dedede then laughs because he knows this is going to cause trouble, and he calls it his own four-legged trash incinerator. So interestingly, in the Japanese version, he agrees to get dumped on 10 more times because he just doesn't want to pay. That's just it. So instead of paying with money, he's paying with garbage. And so that's not great. And then after the TV goes off, he then flips out and attacks Escargoon and yells that they'll become not Star but Garbage Star. And then he decides to hack it in Nightmare Enterprises, and again, it's just cut to them hacking it. There's no explanation of how they do it, they just pull it off. So it's ridiculous that King Dedede has money, and he's able to hack Nightmare Enterprises, he just doesn't want to pay, it's just, it's so ridiculous, this whole situation. But back at the trash pile, the Cappies are working hard to clean up the garbage pile themselves. But then Firelion shows up and starts burning everything and almost kills some Cappies. So Kirby, of course, tries to suck up all the fire, but he ends up just consuming lots of garbage, and we see him eat an entire fridge. A whole fridge. And Kirby just can't handle any more of this trash, and he just tires out and he can't suck up anymore, and we see him spit up some garbage as well. This is just something Kirby can't handle. So Firelion then goes on the offensive and starts attacking Kirby with lunges and fireballs. Kirby's dodging and just ducking around and getting out of the situations, but he eventually gets cornered into a fire. Like, the fire's just all around him, there's nowhere for Kirby to go. So Tiff calls in the Warp Star, and we see Kaboo conveniently is not buried in garbage yet, so the Warp Star easily gets out. With the help of the Warp Star, Kirby gets away and then he sucks up a fireball blast, and he becomes Fire Kirby. Everyone that looks at Meta Knight, who watches silently. Back at Kirby, we see Kirby fight fire with fire. And this sometimes goes well, and this sometimes does not go well. This time, it's gonna go well. Escargoon and King Dedede are of course cheering on the monster, and Escargoon says Kirby will never tame this fire lion, and King Dedede says he's one fire-rocious feline. Oof. The two trade fireball blasts and blow things up. Tiff then comments that the battle is really heating up. Oof again. And then the two have a beam struggle, but with fire. And Kirby's fire is just a little stronger. So Kirby then edges closer and closer and closer, and he gets into the lion's personal space. Kirby then starts blasting the fire into the lion's mouth. And the lion starts ballooning from the flames. So Kirby gets even closer. He's just shoving the fire into him. And then he grabs the lion's mouth and spits some more fire into his mouth and then shuts his mouth closed with both his hands and then he starts spinning the lion around and throws him into the ocean where they explode. Brutal kill. That is a brutal freaking kill. Kirby could have just grabbed them and thrown them into the ocean, but no. Kirby had to horribly destroy them from the inside out with the rage of the flame. We've seen Kirby do a lot of kills, but dang. I think the most brutal kill of all has got to be either this one so far, or when he killed uh, the monster in episode 30. When he killed the bigger Garbo, that was a brutal kill as well. And it's just, dang. Like, he's cut monsters in half multiple times, but then they're just done. They're just dead already. This is just like a really bad tummy ache that leads to them exploding horribly from the inside out. Kirby's a brutal boy. So after the kill, Kirby then hops back into a tire and rolls away. That's it. That's it. Midnight mentions their problems aren't over, and a spaceship shows up. Escargoon thinks they're going to get blasted when King Dedede tells them the deal's off, but King Dedede hits Escargoon saying, no, the deal's still on. 
the aliens land and come forward, and they look kind of silly. So they're dressed up as garbage men, and they have eyes where eyes usually go, but they have this big tube at the top of their heads, and it looks like a, t- a periscope. That's what it looks like, and that's actually where their mouths are. So when they talk, that's what moves. Tiff steps up, and she yells at them to stop dumping garbage on their home. The aliens say they thought it was okay to dump there and apologize and go back to their ship. The aliens are all voiced by Andrew Rinalds, the voice of Rick, and the ship then pulls out a giant broom and dustpan and cleans up the entire kingdom in minutes. It's pretty well. They then leave and everyone's happy and relieved, including Kirby. He did just have a tough fight, so he can't have another fight with these aliens and then kill them too. He can't have too many murders on his soul so soon. <laughs> King Diddy then tries to take credit for the aliens leaving, which of course angers Tiff, because what? That night, she looks at the night sky with her telescope and says those aliens weren't what she expected, but they were okay. They then see the stars are falling, but it's not stars. It's actually garbage being burned up in the atmosphere by the aliens. Kirby wakes up and hops around excitedly at the night sky. Tiff makes a wish for Capitan to stay the most beautiful place in the universe, while Kirby then jumps up too far in the air and falls. Oops, and then there's a star wipe. So this is kind of an episode where the bad guys win. By the way, in the Japanese version, she's using her telescope to watch out for aliens in case they return to dump more. So this version makes it even worse because they win. She's like, I'm going to keep looking in case the aliens come back to dump on us, not realizing that they are still dumping on them. So the bad guys win. The aliens are still dumping garbage on pop stars, just being burned up in the atmosphere. And all that matter is just going to be in the atmosphere. Maybe it floats down. King Diddy wins because the, tra- the, the garbage thing is still going. So he's going to not have to pay money for a while. It's just, well, bad guys win. Bad guys win. Good guys think they won, but they didn't. Well, they kind of, because at least the trash isn't on Capitown exactly, but they're still getting the trash. So I guess everyone wins, in a way. So that's it for episode 33. I enjoyed parts of it. Kirby's really cute, and that kill is brutal. Next episode is... It's got weak points, but has one of my favorite bits. Episode 34... Overall, I'd say episode 34 is maybe a 6 or a 7 episode. I think Flower Power is probably the worst one. That one with Professor Curio episode and episode 8. What makes Flower Power good is the Chocobar joke. What makes this one good is one joke as well. Well, the Professor Curio episode uh, has a couple jokes in there that were good as well. So it's the jokes that are kind of still saving some of the weaker episodes or Kirby being cute. That's what saves things and Kirby's hilarious in episode 34 at points while other points are just kind of boring and not so great. I'm not really selling the next episode, am I? But we're going to have fun with it. We really will. So that right there is the newest Kirby's Dreamcast. Share us with your friends so more people can enjoy our content. You can find us on nearly every podcast platform. If you listen to us on iTunes, though, please do leave a review, as Apple does care about that. And I had fun talking, and I hope you had fun watching and listening to the podcast. And that's what it's all about, isn't it? Having fun. Thanks for coming by, and see you next time. <laughs>